we're not supposed to be worried about the con- the recession or headed for a recession or or, or gas prices are now have now reached a, a, a ceiling of five dollars a gallon uh, across the board. You know, I mean? we shouldn't be looking at that, even though we know we need to put gas in our automobiles. But if we're going to worry about it, then why pray about it? That's right. That's we good. we can only do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Either we're going to trust God and hold fast our confession in the face of seeming defeat, or we're going to cave in and quit and start crying about, oh my God, how am I going to make it? Oh my God, we're going under. Oh my God, we're not going to do You see, it's the same thing with our healing. Father, we thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for healing, school. You are the healer. And you have sent your word to heal everyone who will receive it. And to deliver them from whatever the problem is today. We thank Amen. you for it. In Jesus' name, we receive it, O oh God. We thank you for it, O oh God. Touch your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, our topic this morning is right and wrong confession, and we are in part one of our message. Praise the Lord. So we're going to begin in our notes. I heard a man of God say one time, for a long time, I was confused over the fact that in my own life and in the lives of others, there was a continual sense of defeat and failure. I prayed for the sick. I knew that the Bible was true and I searched diligently to find the leakage. And then one day I saw Hebrews 4 and verse 14. That we are to hold fast to our confession. Praise God. In the third chapter of Hebrews, I discovered that Christianity is called the great confession. Yes. And then I asked myself, well, what confession am I to hold fast? And here's what I found. I am to hold fast to my confession of the absolute integrity of the Bible. I am to hold fast to the confession of the redemptive work of Christ. I am to hold fast to my confession of the new creation of receiving the life and nature of God. Mm -hmm. I'm to hold fast to the confession that God is the strength of my life. And I'm to hold fast to the confession that surely he had borne my sickness and carried my diseases And that by his stripes, 
I am healed. Now let's pause right there for a second. We are to hold fast to those things, right? Amen. Now I want to stop here for a moment and encourage you with this. Because you feel bad in your body, but you've been saying, by Jesus Christ, you are healed. Don't give up your, your confession. Don't throw it away. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which means your faith, which have a great recompense of reward. For after you have done the will of God, then you may receive the promise. What's the will of God here? Hold fashion of faith. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your testimony. Don't turn it loose. Even in the midst of what looks bad, even in the midst of what don't feel too good, don't turn a loose. I believe by the stripes that Jesus took, I'm healed. Don't give that up. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to reward you. And it's going to reward you real big. Are you listening to me? Now pay attention to words here. Hold fast to it. Don't give it up. This is what the scripture says. Fight the what? The good fight. The what fight? The good fight. Of who? Of faith. The only fight that you as a born again believer are supposed to be fighting is the good fight of faith, not people. Are you listening to me? Not people. If you fight people, you are doing great damage to your faith. It won't work. Do you see what I'm saying to you? Hebrews Amen. chapter 11, verse 22, 23, 24, and 25 will show you that. Some people stop at verse 24. No, don't stop at 24. Read 25 too. It goes with it. It's a big part of it. It's a part that you cannot leave out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Amen. Okay, so these are the five things that we are to hold fast in our confession. Mm-hmm. And the last one says, I am to hold fast to the confession that surely he had borne my sicknesses and carried my diseases and that by his stripes I am healed. But I found it very difficult to hold fast to the confession of perfect healing when I had pain in my body. Yes. So I made the discovery that I had been making two confessions. I had been confessing the absolute truthfulness of the word of God. And at the same time, I was making the confession that I was not healed. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You must hold on. You must hold on because you need only one confession. If you had said, do you believe that by his stripes you are healed? If that question was asked, if, if I said to you, do you believe that by his stripes you are healed? You would have said, yes, sir, I do. But in the next breath, you would have said, but the pain is still there. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what happened. The second confession nullified the the first. Yes. So in reality, you really did have two confessions. I'll go over it again. If someone said to you, do you believe that by Jesus' stripes you are healed? And you answered, yes, sir, I do. I do believe that. But in the next breath, you say it, but the pain is still racking in my body. Well, Mm -hmm. that second confession, the pain is still racking in my body, just nullified the fact that you said you do believe that by the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. Do you see it? So the second nullified the first. And therefore, in reality, you really do have two confessions. Mm -hmm. The first confession of my perfect healing and redemption in Christ. That's the first one. It's of my perfect healing and redemption in Christ. But the second was the confession that the redemption and healing was not a fact. Then came the great battle to gain the mastery over my confession. Say that again. Then comes the battle to gain the mastery over your confession. Until I learn to have but one confession, that battle is there. If I confess that my God shall supply every need of mine, I must not nullify that confession by saying, yes, God supplies my needs, but I cannot pay my rent. Mm -hmm. I cannot pay the telephone bill. Faith holds to the confession of the word of God. I'm going to say that again. Faith always holds fast to the confession of the word of God. That's good. Sense knowledge holds fast to the confession of physical evidence. If I accept or if you accept physical evidence against the word of God, you nullify the word as far as the word is concerned that you are now nullifying that word if you're going to accept the physical evidence over the word of God. Mm-hmm. But if I hold fast to my confession that God's word is true, that by stripes I'm healed, 
that by God, that my God supplies my every need, then that's the right confession. Never, ever. Go on. Never, ever what? So that's a whole new topic, so go on. All right. Now listen, I want you to, I want you to really pay attention to words here. I want you to think about something. We say, yes, brother elder, yes, prophet, I believe I'm healed. But again, but the pain is still there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we go to the doctor. The doctor gives you medication to take. Now, before I go any further, listen to me. I am not telling you to stop taking your medicine. I want to repeat that. I am not telling you to stop taking your medicine. Are you listening to me? Mm. No. But we go to the doctor. Some of you have been taking that medicine for 25 years. Some of you 30 and could be longer. But you never say not one time how long you've been taking that medicine. We pray for you today. And if everything don't fall in line perfect right now, wait a minute, something wrong with this. Do you see what I'm saying to you? But look how long you've been taking that medicine. Now, here's the print I want you to see. Did you know medicine don't heal you? The doctor's prescriptions don't heal you. It's not designed to. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. It's not designed. It's not designed to. Well, why do they have you taking it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy. Let me just put it this way. Doctors and their family have to eat. And you are a good meal ticket. I had a friend of mine one time. They was on 21 different medications. 21 of them. Mm. Let me tell you something. It wasn't helping them. But every month. They would get those prescriptions filled. They kept the problem that they had. It never got any better. And they took those 21 medicines for many years, but it never did a thing for them. Here I come with the word of God. Show them how the kingdom of God operates. Show them how faith works. And how to release your faith. And in a month and a half, they was off of all the medication. Never, ever took it again. Never, ever needed it. 
anxiously waiting for the, the checkup with the doctor. You know what the doctor said? You don't need this any longer. You don't need this any longer. Let's do without this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Folks, what am I trying to tell you? Make one confession. By his stripes I'm healed, and that's it. Don't add on, but the pain is still there. You just nullified the first confession. Am I right, Prophet? Absolutely. Too many people are nullifying what God said he gave them. And we're talking about the God who cannot lie, the only truth and living God. This God cannot and does not lie. Are you listening to me? Amen. But yet we keep saying what he gave is not working. Well, I didn't know I was saying that. Yeah, you are. Let's bring it down to one confession. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. And that settles it. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. And that settles it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's it. And oh, when you do, the devil knows he's finished with you. That's right. He's got to move on somewhere else to somebody who, who don't know any better, to somebody else who's mm-hmm. not believing God because he can't stay at your house anymore because he don't have a place. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amen. praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. That is so true, Apostle. Yeah, we must never, ever give up on our testimony. Ever. When we That's find right. that Whatever the word is said, whatever the word of God says, uh, we hold fast to that. Mm-hmm. We must hold fast to our confession in, uh, according, let's get back to our notes. When we hold fast to the confession in the face of apparent contradiction, then God is bound to do what? To make it good. That's one yes. of the promises of God. When we hold fast to our confession, in the face of seeming defeat, which is what Satan does all the time. He brings the, the difficulties to us and magnifies them, really, because he's after one thing, and that is to make you throw in the towel, cave in, and quit. That's right. And he knows when that happens by your confession, by what you say. So we have to hold fast to our confessions in the face of apparent contradiction because if we don't cave any quick, God is bound to make it good. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. Many believers have failed when things became difficult because they lost their confession. How do you lose your confession? You start looking at what's going on around you. 
like in mm-hmm. today's world, we see so much division in America. We see so much, uh, right now people are looking at gas prices. They're looking at the economy. They're looking at, and, and then they're thinking, how am I going to make it? You know, uh, interest rates are on the rise. We see all these things. Uh, they're talking about we're, we're headed for a recession. But you know what? That's the time when you hold fast to your confession, but my God shall what? Supply all my needs. That's right. We're not supposed to be worried about the, con- the recession or headed for a recession or, or, or gas prices are now, have now reached uh, a, a ceiling of five dollars a gallon uh, across the board in a minute. We shouldn't be looking at that, even though we know we need to put gas in our automobile. But if we're going to worry about it, then why pray about it? That's right. That's we, we can only do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Either we're going to trust God and hold fast our confession in the face of seeming defeat, or we're going to cave in and quit and start crying about Oh, my God, how am I going to make it? Oh, my God, we're going under. Oh, my God, we're not going to do. He sees the same thing with our healing. He said, mm-hmm. "I, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. You are healed. He said, well, I see the pain. Well, that's two, conv- that's two uh, confessions right there. We are not supposed, that's the same thing that I just demonstrated about the gas prices. The economy, everything is, you know, headed south now, it looks like. You see what I said, how I added that? What it looks like. But our confessions should not be headed south with what we see. Our confessions should be headed north. It should stay always elevated, always higher than what, what we could even imagine. Your confessions is what's holding you in place. Because we must remember what God said in in Mark 11. I can't stress it enough, Apostle. We talked about that in in our prayer session on this week. Yeah. In Mark 11, in 23, he said, have faith in God. 22, verse 22, it says, have faith in God. Written verse 23, he says, whosoever, that's you, that's me, that's all of us. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, the mountain is the problem. It's the gas problem. It's the food shortage. It's the baby food problem. It's the, it's everything that you are seeing in the economy. And it's also your healing. That's the mountain. He said, whosoever shall say to the mountain, the mountain is the problem. Mm-hmm. Be thou removed. Come on. And be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt where in your heart, but shall believe that those things, watch this, that he said, who is the he? You, me, that I say, shall come to pass. Now here's the key. You shall have, watch this word, whatsoever you say. Whatsoever you say. You shall have whatsoever you say, what are you saying about the gas shortage? Mm, what are you saying about the high interest rate? 
What are you saying about mortgage rates rising? What are you saying about the war in Ukraine? What are you saying about the division in America? What are you saying about your healing? Did you get that? Because he said, you shall have, not what you're seeing in the news. He didn't say you're going to have what CNN said or Fox News says or MSNBC or NBC or CBS or any of them. He didn't say that. Oh, they're reporting the finding. They're reporting the facts. But how many of you know there's a difference in facts and truth? Yes, it is. It's a fact. It's a fact that the gas prices are rising. It's a fact that there is, we're headed for, you know, more and more difficult times. It's a fact there's a war going on. It's a fact there's division in our country. It's a fact that Satan's trying to afflict your body with healing. But child of God, pay close attention to what I'm about to say. There's a big difference in the fact and the truth. You say, well, what is truth? The Bible says the word of God is truth. What did he say about the economy? He said, listen to me, low covenant partner. I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. Yes. I will supply. You need gas, money? I will supply it. You need to pay your mortgage? I will supply it. Mm-hmm. You need your body healed? I've already supplied that. Jesus was wounded for your transgression. Jesus was bruised for your guilt and your iniquity. The chastisement of your peace was laid on Jesus. And with the stripes that wounded Jesus, you are healed. That's good. Now, see if you say that. What did he say to you in Mark 11? He said, you're going to have whatsoever. See, so you cannot get in your mouth what the doctor said about your healing. Sure, you go to the doctor to find out what the problem is. We all Mm -hmm. do that because we are not doctors. We don't know. We didn't study anatomy. We don't know the anatomy of the Bible. We Many of us, we have a clue, but they study. They know. So we go to them to find out, hey, doc, what's going on? I have this symptom and that symptom. and, And then he gives us a, he puts a name on it. And thank God for doctors, because they do help us. They know. But Jesus and God is the ultimate doctor. Did you hear me? That's the word that we stand on. That's the confession that we stand on. And then you say, thank you. Now I know what to do. And now I'm going to find the word of God. What, What am I saying? I'm going to find the medicine that's going to correct this problem, not cover it up. Because the medicine that you buy at the pharmaceuticals might cover it up. It might Mm -hmm. help it. It might help you to feel better. It might nullify the pain. It might nullify it, take away the effects for a minute. But it does nothing for the source. When you go to Jesus, when you go to God, and you take the medicine of the word of God that he has supplied, and we take it in faith. Did you hear him saying doubt not in your heart? You take that in faith. Daily, you take the word of God in faith and you apply it to that situation. You apply it to that heart condition. You apply it to that diabetes. You apply it to that cancer. You apply it to 
whatever it is. And you take that medicine in faith. Child of God, God said you will have whatsoever you say. That's what he said. You'll have whatsoever you say. And from the moment you make that faith confession, which is what we're talking about today, once you make that faith confession, you don't go back and say, but I still feel sick. But I still feel the pain. But I still mm-hmm. don't even, and I know it's easier said than done because you do feel the pain. It is there. And it's very, very uncomfortable. But never feed it with your words. Ever do that again. All you're going to say from now on, once you've gone with the word, you don't go back to your physical feeling. You don't go back to that. We must keep that faith confession going. Amen. Thank you, Father. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I was made healed over 2,000 years ago. He took it in his own body. According to Matthew, we can go to Matthew chapter 8 and verses 16 and 17. It says, and when the evening was come, come on, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits. Come on, watch this. How did he cast them out? With his word. See, he's only got one, he's only got one word. He cast the spirits out with his word. Watch this and healed you and I that were sick. That's right. He healed all that were sick. That includes me. That includes you. Why did he do that? Because that it was spoken by the, by the prophet. You see, that Mm -hmm. was spoken by the prophet saying himself, himself. Took your infirmities and bear yeah. your sicknesses in his oh, own so body good. that you don't have to bear it in yours. See, now mm-hmm. that's the confession you're supposed to be making. We're not supposed to be going by what we feel or what we see or what we think. Confession. That's right. Our confession should line up with the Bible, with the word says. Well, he took it. You have to say that. He took it. He took, he it. took it. If you, if that's you right. go and read, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 17, it tells you he took it mm-hmm. himself. He took it. He said, mm-hmm. And then, you you know, Satan, Satan's going to want you to say this, but I still feel it. Resist that. Resist That's saying right. that. I need you to resist saying that. Amen. And if you can do this for any amount of time, child of God, God is going to come for your positive confession. He's mm-hmm. going to come for your positive confession. You see it? But when you've got two confessions, you halt. You put a halt. You put a halt to God showing up and doing what he said he's going to do. You put a halt there because he said, how can we halt between two opinions? He says, how That's long right. are you going to halt between two opinions? See, when you That's try, right. when you, when you talk about the feelings and then you talk about the word of God, you're halting between two opinions and God yeah. cannot work with that. That's right. Because a double-minded man, a double-minded woman is unstable in all of their ways. In all our ways. That's two opinions. Yes. Keep going. Yes. And we have never, ever seen the move, a move of God when we're halted between 
what we feel and what the word of God says. You're going like to that. see a great move of God when you yes. hold out, when you stand strong on that one confession. No matter what you're feeling, never, ever again go around. And you have to begin to understand what to say. You know, someone say, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling fine. Now, you may not be feeling fine. But you know what? And you're not lying. Why? Because the word of God says you're healed. Well, if you're healed, then guess what? That's the way you're supposed to be feeling. You're not lying. You're just calling things that be not as though they were. And that's what God did. The Bible says he called things that be not as though they were. That's right. So you have to begin to do that. Call those things (laughs) that be not as though they already were. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. That's what you're doing. You're just acting according to the scripture. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. Or you can say, I'm taking healing. Mm-hmm. Hello? I'm taking That's healing. Right. Yes. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm taking healing. See, you're not taking sickness. You're taking healing. And when you say mm-hmm. that, then whoever's asking you that, if they are, if they are aware of what you're saying they know that there's a sick there's an attack going on your in your body but you're not giving words to that mm-hmm. you say you, you're saying what the bible says you're taking healing you're on your way to healing i hope you're getting this this morning confession you your confession is everything your confession right. is the key to your deliverance your confession right. is the key to your to the manifestation of the healing in your body. Your confession is everything. Because That's God right. comes for, for your worries, child of God. So many believers have failed when they became when when things became difficult difficult because they began to lose their positive faith confession. Instead of staying focused on that confession, they start looking at what's going on around them. And then they start speaking that. Yes. See, while the sun is shining brightly, their confessions are vigorous. Their confessions are strong. Their confessions are clear. But when the storms come in, and when Mm -hmm. the tests and the trials come in, and the adversaries, you know, when they come in, uh, working against you, some of, some people actually give up their testimony. Yeah. And and yes, not do. knowingly, they don't knowingly do that. You know, because racked with the pain of it all, faced with the pain and the suffering and, and the inconvenience of it all. You know, when you can't pay your bills and when you don't know how you're gonna put gas in your car and how you're gonna pay your mortgage, that's not that's not a good report. It doesn't make you feel good. No. When when you're getting a bad report from the doctor, that's not a good feeling. But that's the time to stay totally, totally, totally convinced that the word of God is working. That's the time to stay focused. You stay focused. You know what? You double up on it. When you get bad news, you should double up on the word of God. You say, but my God, you just have to say, but my God, I don't care what they're saying in the news, but my God, 
Say it in the yeah. morning, but my God, say it in the evening, but my God, say it in, at night, but my God, are you listening to me? Right. Double up on it, triple up on it. There is no side effects in the word of God. You can take it as many yeah. times as you need to take it. Every right. time you confess disease and weaknesses and failures, you magnify the adversary above the word of God. And you destroy your own confession in the world. Did you know that? And if you destroy destroy your confidence in the word, if you destroy your confidence in the word, child of God, the word can't work for you. That's right. That's why he said, doubt not in your heart. You Mm -hmm. have to take the word of God by faith. But every time we confess the disease, okay, we've gone to the doctor. We found out what it is. We know what it is. And I'm not trying to say you shouldn't be able to call your man or woman of God and say, well, here's what I'm dealing with. No, that's not what we're saying because we need to know what you're dealing with so we know how to get in agreement with you. So what we are saying, don't go put it on Facebook. Don't keep talking about it, sitting around the house all day, every day, every time somebody come along. Well, you know, I have diabetes. You just said it in the morning. You go into the grocery store. Well, you know, I have cancer. Well, you know, I have this. No. You don't want to do that. Mm-mm. And Apostle, and I don't mind you calling us and saying, hey, the doctor said this. We are the ones you're supposed to tell. And when yeah. you tell us, we know how to pray. We know what to say. We know how to get that word. We know how to give you a prescription for the word of God. Mm-hmm. The doctor's going to give you his prescription for the medicine, the physical medicine. But we know how, thank God, we know how to give you the, 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 the spiritual prescription. So it's okay what you say to us. We're not trying to say you shouldn't share that with us. We welcome it. We welcome your, 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 your in getting us involved in your healing process. We welcome it because we can give you a prescription and we, like the doctor's going to say, take two of these. He's going to prescribe Jordians. He's going to prescribe Fearinol. He's going to prescribe high blood pressure medication. He's going to prescribe you see, he's want, he might want you to take chemo, whatever. He's going to give you a prescription. Well, the same thing Apostle and I are going to do. Well, they say, the doctor said this. You know what we're going to say? Well, we want you to take, we want you to take First Peter 2.24 three times a day. We want you to take That's Matthew right. chapter 18 three times a day. We want you to take, come on now, Isaiah 53.5 three times a day. We want you to take, come on, Proverbs 4 and 20 and 21 three times a day. And then, after your faith is built, we want you to take it only once a day. We know how to give you a prescription as well for where you follow it. That's good. And never again go back confessing what, what, what the doctor said. Don't keep confessing that. Now confess those. So you take the medication the doctor gave you with, with the glass of water. But you take the prescription that apostle not going to give you with your faith. You take it by faith. You speak it. You speak it. You speak it. You don't drink it. You speak it. You speak it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you keep speaking it. And you keep speaking it. You don't take the medication the doctor gives you one time. If it said take two, three times a day with meals, you're going to do that. You're going to eat a meal and you're going to take that medication in the morning or in the evening. At night, you're going to do that. With meals. Mm-hmm. Well, we say take the word of God with what? With faith. Hello, somebody. Yeah. 
That's right. Oh, I said it. I said it this morning, you know, but I was so tired. You know, you mean to tell me I have to walk around saying this three times a day? Yes. You walk around right. taking the medication three times a day that the doctor gave you. You don't have any problems with that, do you? Well, why should we have problems with taking the word of God three times a day? Hello, somebody. Mm-hmm. Who, am I, who am I speaking to out there? Praise God. You are to hold fast to your confession in the face of apparent defeat. Just like you hold fast to taking that medication every day, three times a day. Some of us go buy medicine pouches so we never miss it. We get it all lined up in the morning. We, you know, we lay it out. This is my eight o'clock. This is my, my one o'clock. This is my what? Three, four, five o'clock. We put it in the medicine pouch. We put it in days. This is my Monday. This is my Tuesday. You know what we do. Well, why mm-hmm. not get the word of God lined up like that? Come on now. That's good. Hello, somebody. That's good. Yeah. But Satan gets us feeling like, man, I have to say this all day. We say everything else all day. That's good. Oh, come on. I'm not picking on you this morning. Confession, confession, positive confession is the key. It's the gateway. It's the, it's the doorway to your deliverance. Because Mark 11 says, you shall have whatsoever you say. He didn't yes. say whatsoever you drink. He said whatsoever you say. That's what you're going to have. You're not going to have what I say. I can say anything I want to say about you. But see, if you are confessing the word of God, you're going to have what you say. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You That's are good. You, you and I are to study the word until we know what, what our rights are. And sometimes right. when we say these things, it, it's foreign to you because you don't know what your rights are. And that's why the Bible says in Timothy, study to show yourself what? Approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed. Watch this word, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you don't know what truth is, how are you going to rightfully discern and divide? How are you going to rightfully apply it to your, your, your body? How are you going to do that? So we are to study so we can know our rights, what belongs to us. And then once we know it, we are to what? Hold fast to that. Hold fast. Some people make confessions without any foundations at all. Yeah. They just, they just say things because they heard that it was cute or somebody said it. But what do we mean when we say some people make confessions without foundation? Child of God, the word of God is your foundation. To everything. Mm. The word That's of right. God is the foundation for the believers in Christ. If That's you don't right. have any foundation or word to stand on, what are you putting your beliefs on? That's right. And when we make confessions without foundations, here's what's happening. The adversary whips and beats us, tears us up because he knows we don't know what we believe. We don't know why we, what we've heard somebody say, it, but we don't know why we believe this. We don't know what, what where this came from. We just like parrots. We imitating it. We're just saying it because it sounds good. But see, when you studied the word of God for yourself, Satan can he's gonna flee from you. 
He's going to run mm-hmm. from you as in Sarah because he's going to see that you know exactly what you're talking about. He's oh, not yeah. dealing with babies when he's fighting you. He's running up on those of us who are fed with meat, not with milk. Those of us who have become strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We have put on the whole armor of God and we are able to withstand in the evil day. Come on, that's who you become. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So you need to find out what your rights are. That's good. Absolutely. God gave us words to control our life. That's why the scripture say, you will have whatsoever, watch this, you say. Because God gave you words to control your life and to control this planet. Amen. You have authority in two different worlds. Did you know that? Praise God. You have authority in the spiritual realm and in the natural realm. That's why Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit. You have authority in the spirit realm and they are life. You have life right here. You have authority in two realms. Prophet, that was good. Praise God. 